Hi friends, I'm Momi, your host. And I'm Hina, your other host. This is a show where we unpack our trauma through movies and television. You know, like adults. We've been best friends for 10 years, so there's a lot of trauma. Every episode, we give unfiltered advice to fictional relationships, romantic, platonic, or otherwise. You get all the satisfaction of spilling tea without any of the consequences. It's like a Tumblr fever dream, circa 2009, we promise to keep our use of the terms ship and OTP to an absolute minimum. This is Parasocial. I mean, it's positive. Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. Um, this is the Parasocial podcast. Yes. We are two ladies that, that like to talk about our trauma in our closet. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Sometimes <laughs> we watch movies and TV shows and then we record and we say, hey, did you like that movie or TV show? Yeah. Uh, did it remind you of the time that your dad hit you and said that he's never going to be proud of you? And then we said, yeah, it kind of did. Uh, did it make you think of that? And then the other person says, well, actually, yeah. no, uh-huh. I, it made me think about the test that I failed uh, my freshman year of high school right. that feels like it was the beginning to the end of the rest of my life and maybe was the spark right. to um, uh-huh. my hopeless inadequacy and pain. So yeah. that sounds that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's our podcast. Yeah. And if that sounds like your kind of vibe, then please keep listening because it's what's going to happen. Great. And this is a good segment for housekeeping. Yes. Uh, if <clears throat> that sounds like a sad like a sad diatribe. Well, if you would like to help this young podcaster for a mere nine ninety nine, you can <laughs> for a mere nine ninety nine. Listen, there's yeah. no part of any of our shit out there right now that says please pay nine ninety nine to support this well, poor it podcaster. Should. For for three payments of nineteen ninety nine, podcasters can, with the S. You well, I'm the sad one. So the, fuck you know yeah, what I mean. I'm, I'm the most enticing. I just I just gave a whole diatribe about sure, my sadness. Sure, but like clinically, I feel like I'm the sad one. Well, you should have said something. Well, you were <laughs> on a roll, so I don't want to interrupt greatness. You okay, know what I mean? well, well, it, for a mere with for a mere nineteen ninety nine, you can go. help these podcasters. There, that's better. To um to solve their sadness and you might be asking at home how how do i do that i want to contribute to these sad girls mm-hmm. well here's how you could do it you could rate review and subscribe on itunes you can share this podcast episode with your friends and family you can talk about us on our instagram stories oh my god speaking <laughs> of social media yes you can follow us on social media Absolutely. at parasocial angst on and you're twitter saying, instagram. on instagram on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can, uh, maybe you're saying, well, that's not enough. I want to co- communicate with these sad girls and ask them details about their yes. life and tell them it's going to be okay. Well, you can. You can email us at parasocial, the parasocialpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Say, hey, ladies. Exactly. Uh, don't be sad. Honestly, like, I don't get enough of the, of the stories and the, hey, ladies, are you okay? Yeah. Because like, the answer is that. no, but... How will you know that for sure? Right. If you don't ask us. Exactly. You got to talk to us. Not once have you asked. <laughs> Not once. No it's one ridiculous. gives a shit. And Fuck. I want y'all to give a shit. I know. All right. Uh, where do we go from here? Truly. Well, what are we talking about today, Hina? Well, as you can tell by my existential dread, yes, we're talking go. about soul. You can stream Soul if you have not seen it. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking, what is Soul? Pause this episode. Go watch go it. Go to Disney Plus. It is there and streaming for your uh, uh, entertainment you pleasure. Yes. If you didn't hear from me, but if you do it with some, hmm, huh, what? With some shrooms. 
with shrooms. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, whoa, if you whoa, watch whoa. it with shrooms, yes. it's a new experience and it's worth it. Yes, we... But not that we did that. Oh, wink, well, wink. sure we did. Yeah, we totally did. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I just remember the day that I... So I came home from work. I was working my nine to five. Mm-hmm. I walk home from work. And I come home, and Hina had been staying with me at the time, yep. and then my and with my uh, with our other friend who was our roommate. And I just come home, and there's the lights are all off. It's like during the holidays last year. Yeah, lights are all off in the house, just the Christmas tree on, and mm. they're just sitting on the couch. I remember it fondly. In expectation, yes. and I was like, "What is going? How, how on? was your day?" I said, "Shut up! I don't want to talk to you. I need you to sit right down next to me." Because we had gotten ten minutes in, and at that point, we were like. We have to be on drugs. Right. We, we can't wait. We have to be on drugs when we watch this. We have to wait for mommy. And so we waited for her to get home. Yeah. We gave her some psilocybin and we said, have a little sat on the couch, my lady. Right. And oh boy. Oh boy, oh was boy. Was it magnificent. And I've seen this movie multiple times while so- sober. And if you are someone at home that's like, that's not for me for whatever reason, I totally respect that. You don't have to do drugs. It's still amazing as mm-hmm. a movie regardless Mm -hmm. yes so soul is a disney pixar film it came out in 2020 no yes 2020 it's a pg film i would argue that it's certainly a kid's film like a kid can certainly watch it yeah but a lot of adult concepts Mm -hmm. um a lot of adult ideas a lot of just really big concepts that almost similar to inside out it was i appreciated watching it and being like wow it's really amazing that this kind of concept came out Mm -hmm. of somebody's brain Mm -hmm. right like to visual the visuality of life and death is similar to like the visuality of the emotions and inside out it's just a really creative representation of a feeling that can be intangible and malleable and kind of hard to lock down right yeah and also scary too oh yeah yeah it's the definition of existential dread yeah. And I really did appreciate the creativity that went into how they were pre- presenting it and yep. that like they didn't err on any one side of like belief or right. religion. Yeah, very non-denominational for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um eloquently yes. non-denominational. It didn't feel like they were running away from something, yeah. which sometimes even in like non-denominational churches or Sometimes when people try to be pan-religious, you can, like, feel them trying to avoid things and it feels awkward. Yeah. It feels almost equally as awkward as being in a denominational church. It's like this is kind of weird just in the inverse. Yeah. For those of you at home that have not watched this movie in a minute, while I have to insist that you go and watch it. Yes. If you're not going to, I can't make you. And so we're going to go through a little summary. Okay. So Joe is a middle school music teacher with a passion for jazz and playing the piano. Mm -hmm. And after decades of quote unquote, trying to make it big, Joe gets offered a full-time teaching position and a spot in the jazz quartet with a famed jazz musician, musician on the same exact day. Right. So he's overjoyed. Right, we kind of get this impression that he's always wanted this. It's always been his dream, and he saw teaching as kind of his like side gig in the meantime while yeah. I wait to get Make my name big. in shining right. lights. But he dies. He, yeah, he falls down a mad hole. <laughs> yes, dead. First ten minutes. Yeah. First gone. ten minutes gone. Gonzo, and then we kind of see the movie shift. So it goes right. from kind of 
this 3D animation style with real people kind of set in New York City, very grounded environment. We shift to a super stylized animated kind of representation of what a soul looks like. And a soul kind of looks like if a troll and Uh um, what are the what are the little blue creatures in they look like a little fuzzy blip in this movie. Will of the Wisps? No, 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 no. Fuck, this is going to drive me crazy. Ooh, they look like the aliens in Chicken Little. Oh my god, hold on. What if I just got transported back (laughs) so far? Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Gotta love our kids, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those they little those teardrop bitches, yeah. fuzzy boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a soul. <laughs> that's those what, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. that's what a soul looks like essentially. And so Joe is on his way to mm-hmm. the great, great beyond, beyond, right? Which is kind of like right, pseudo pearly gates again, non-denominational. Right. And he watches people go into the great beyond. And then they get zapped like little and they, mosquitoes. Yeah, they get zapped like mosquitoes and he's like, as he should this. He's like fuck this. Right. Yeah. And there's like a very cute sequence where he's like running past these other souls and like everybody speaks a different language because all the yeah. souls are going to the same place and this yeah. girl that's like Korean and the Spanish girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all just like chill with the fact that they're going to get zapped like a fucking mosquito right, and yeah, Joe's they, over they're here like they're at peace. Right. Joe died suddenly. Right, right, right. right? right. So, so for him, he's freaking out. Yeah. And he's essentially trying to get back to Earth in time for his jazz gig, his big break. Yeah. And while he's trying to escape, he finds himself in the great before, which Mm -hmm. is where it's like a summer camp for little Little souls souls. before they're born. They, like, get their personalities. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, And you see Jerry, who's kind of like the god camp counselor, where you can hear, Quiet Coyote. Quiet Coyote. (laughs) It's... I remember when we watched this movie on drugs and yes. the scene came on and Jerry caught Joe yes. and all the little souls were like trying to swarm him, ask him questions and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, quiet coyote. And <laughs> Hina and our friend lost their minds. They went crazy. It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I must have said quiet coyote 5,000 times, times over like, the next couple literally, of days. Quiet coyote. coyote. Every chance she fucking gets. <laughs> Quiet coyote. It's well, it's similar to the fucking Grinch gif, where I feel like it's, yes. it is something that you can respond to anything oh with. Oh my god. It is always applicable. It is always it's relevant. Haunted my dreams ever since. Quiet coyote. Quiet, Quiet coyote. coyote. <laughs> okay, so Oh my god. While he's in the great before, he gets mistaken, mis mistaken, mistaken. <laughs> For a mentor. Yes. And the mentors are souls that have already lived, that have come to the great before to help these little souls find their spark. Yes. And there's almost like, it's like a little circle and it looks like an empty, like, Boy Scouts patch. Yeah. And so they have to fill in all their patches, their personality, their fears, their hopes and dreams. Yeah. And the last thing that they have to fill out is their spark. And so he gets paired with Soul 22, who... Mm -hmm we find out has for a thousand years been given all of these different mentors, Mother Teresa, Albert Mm -hmm. Einstein, to help her find her spark. spark. And she can't because she's like this Karen soul. Well, no! (laughs) And Karens don't have a spark. (laughs) Karens don't fucking have sparks. No, no, no. Okay, listen. That's what it is. Well, I know, but she's not a Karen soul. She's just... 
a pessim. I feel like it's not really about. Okay, well, don't look at me like that. Sorry, in defense of Karens, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not defending Karens. All I am saying. No, 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 I want to give you the floor. I I'm give defending you the space. 22 in the sense that I think that she's just more cynical and like. She, I see her more as like a, almost an anarchist in that, like, she's kind of like, fuck the system. Sure. I don't agree. Like, this is stupid. Why do I have to go to Earth? Why do I have to? Uh, yes, but she is. I feel like the whole kind of point of her evolution is that you realize that her anarchy is from fear and entitlement. It's not a genuine philosophy. Fine. Which is how it falls apart. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she does have this scene, which also made me fucking crack up when I watched the movie, is that he's obviously Joe's very into into music. Yes. And so he's using what he knows to get her Mm -hmm. the spark, quote unquote. And he's like showing her music and he's like showing her piano and people singing. Yeah. And she's like, I like don't really like it. He's like, you don't like jazz. She's like, oh, no, no, not jazz. Jazz. I just like don't like music. It's like a little much, you know? It's honestly the best scene in the fucking movie. It's so good. It's like a little much, you know? It's just a little much. So anyway, Joe is trying to help her because when you get your spark, it turns into an Earth badge. Right. And you can use the Earth badge to start your life on Earth. And since 22 wants to stay in the great before, i.e. also called the U seminar, she wants to stay and Joe wants to go to Earth. So they're like, cool, I want what you're going to have. I want to blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. they end up falling both to Earth, and instead of Joe falling back into his body, he falls back into it. He falls into a cat, and Twenty Two falls into his body, and it's like a yeah hijinks of a montage where Joe is trying to get Twenty Two to go to his gig back on Earth, and Twenty Two is starting to fall in love with life and right. fall in love with being alive and those experiences she's understanding what it means to live exactly right exactly right and while swapped while 22 is falling in love with life joe realizes how much he was letting his life slip him slip him by yes while he was hyper focused on getting the job getting the gig being successful whatever that means that Mm -hmm. he wasn't just enjoying his life and he wasn't seeing how much of an impact he was making on the kids that he was teaching. Right. How great of a teacher he, he was. Right. Right. And like he he was so focused on what he thought and was convinced to be his purpose. Right. And the fact that he wasn't fulfilling his purpose. Yeah. That he was missing the fact that he already had a purpose. Right. And he already had a life that, that he had built for himself. Yeah. For sure. You know? And I, I do I do appreciate that the moral of the story was not that Joe's actual purpose was teaching. Yeah. Because I feel like that's I feel like like in in narratives about dreams and ambition, when people are teachers, I feel like that's always the conclusion at the end of the film or TV show or whatever, is that it's actually that teaching is their passion yeah, and not yeah. their passion. Right. And so I appreciate that the the idea was more about the point is to live. Yes. Right. Right. Like, and like if they even in the, like towards the end of the movie, right, he's talking to Jerry again. Right. One of the other Jerry's, but yep. a Jerry. And basically they're like, Oh, you guys are so funny. Like you souls are so funny. Like yeah, yeah. the spark isn't your purpose. Yeah. That's like that's such a simple definition for it. Yeah. You know, like, it's not your purpose. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And so 
he finally realizes that it's like not about what he has to go do. Right. It's about that he just does. shows up. Yeah. 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 The spark is your desire to be alive. Right. Not what makes the purpose you want what to you live. Do. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like right. it's the it's the shock of the paddles when your heart stops beating. What makes yeah. it beat again? Mm-hmm. It's that. That's exactly yeah. right. I did want to talk about just the idea of the great before and the great beyond. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of this TikTok. Don't know the guy's name, but he was. It was like a kind of like a a thing to play when you feel anxious. Okay. And he was playing like both of these characters. And one character is like, well, like when I'm feeling anxious, I just, when I'm feeling anxious about dying and what's going to happen and I get all this anxiety, I just remember all of the anxiety that I experienced before I was born. And the other character is like, but you didn't feel any anxiety before you, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the little aliens from uh, a to- Toy Story. Toy Story. Uh, uh, what do they say? What What do they say though? They say something. They say it's a buzz, right? Yeah. Well, they think it's the great, the great claw. The great claw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, they say something. They you say remember something. What it Whatever is, it is. Yes. This. But that reference, that one. I That's really like the concept of the before and the beyond, mm-hmm. and. At the end, Jerry asked, like, so when they allowed Joe to go back to Earth, essentially, he was like, so what are you going to do? How are you going to spend your life? And my question for you is, mm-hmm. how do you want to spend your life? Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like I should have maybe taken drugs before this e- recording this episode now. Do, 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 okay. Do, 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 do. Okay. What do I want to do with my life? Yep. Fuck. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, I don't want to fuck. How are you going That's to spend I... <laughs> your life? <laughs> to be clear. Oh, I, no, I know. I'm saying um, I wanted to correct. How are you going to spend your life? Mm. Not what do you want to do with your life? That's the whole theme of this movie. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I just thought... Uh... How are you going to spend your time? Your finite, limited, ever getting smaller time. <laughs> <laughs> loving. Mm. I'm going to spend it loving. Mm. Mm. Loving who? Loving what? Just loving. Yeah. Loving the people around me. Loving the things that I do. Mm. Loving where I am. Loving who I am. Just loving. What are you going to do? Very zen of you. Thank you. Um... I try. <laughs> this is where <laughs> the crisis begins. Do cool shit. Okay. Have fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at you. Do cool shit. Wow. Have fun. All right. There is also this concept that that we're introduced to in the film of Lost Souls, quote unquote. And Lost Souls kind of exist on... In this, like, Arabian desert... Yeah. psychedelic type of area mm-hmm. looking area and when a soul gets quote-unquote lost they become these like giant witch of the waste henchman style like <laughs> animal creature things yeah and what's interesting is they say that being a lost soul 
like you can get there in multiple ways like either the life can be sucked from you right like a lot of hedge fund managers are lost souls yeah um but also getting in the zone you can also lose your soul yes like the thing that you love doing can make you lose your soul and so it's kind of pushing this idea that getting lost in something you love is similar to getting lost in something that you don't because both of those things can prevent you from being truly present and being connected with what you're doing and the people around you and i get like do you think that that is true like how do you feel about the the idea of getting lost in something that you do love like the zone also meaning you're a lost soul yeah, I I think that was the part of the movie that I was like that I I found that so interest like such an interesting take mm-hmm. in that like you can be so in tune with the thing that you love doing that you lose your sense of self. Right. Um but I do think that it I think it speaks to like the more famous uh intellects of our generation or mm-hmm. like of history and yeah. how a lot of them had their own they had a lot of like term internal turmoil and mm. some of them you know had more tragic ends because they couldn't reconcile mm. who had they who they had become versus who they knew themselves to be hmm. right and their own infamy the madness yeah and like how their own fame and like their value to society as a greater whole right was became so overwhelming mm. And I wonder if that's like a commentary on that. Their value became more about their works or right. their impact. Right, right, right. Mm. And so I, th- I can see in that way how you would lose yourself and yeah. you would start to question. I think I think what 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 uh, I connected the the lost soul bit to was I think at some point we can all get to a place with any activity, passion, action, thought, belief, ideology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you aren't the ruler of that domain anymore. It rules Mm. you. And so I think even in coping mechanisms, right? Like you can have really, there's more objectively healthy coping mechanisms versus unhealthy coping mechanisms, but your unhealthy, your healthy coping mechanisms can always get unhealthy. Yeah. Right. So if you go on a run when you're feeling stressed, Mm. that can be great. Yeah. If you can't function or you feel really bad about yourself, if you don't run every single day or you're at a place where you can't even be objective about whether or not you're in a good place to run or to work out right. and you exacerbate injuries or you mm-hmm. run in really unsafe conditions or uh. you um, will choose to run or to get that fix beyond your actual responsibilities right. or, or taking time with your family that there's, it's gotten to a place where there's no flexibility at all right. within that, that yeah. rigidity. I feel like I visualize that rigidity almost like calcifying like those like lost monsters that they like they become those i keep comparing them to to the wicked witch of the waste her henchmen but yeah 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 it's kind of what it looks like they go from these like the the fuzzy creatures and chicken little the little aliens and they like kind of grow and evolve these like giant shadowy yeah lumbering things yes 
Yeah, no, I think that's a good that's a good analysis as well. I agree in that like it's that I I you use the word rigid. Mm. And I think for me the word that came to mind wasn't really rigid. It was more of like calcify, inflexibility. Um hardened. No, just sexy. Smothering. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your input. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, smothering. Oh, that you're. Mm, it what smothers is every other you're part of your life. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's or like it's like it's you're drowning in it. Mm. You know, like it's just like overwhelming is too simple of a word. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're treading so, water and you're losing. Yeah, yeah. It's more of that in that like it's inevitable. You treat it as a. Mm. As an inevitable. Not to not to keep on this TikTok train, but it yes. also reminds me of this TikTok <laughs> that I think it's a trend that's going around okay. where it's There's like always a trend. People are smothering their candles. What? Like a joke that like you're like choking out your candle and you like sneak up on it and you get the lid <laughs> and you like you like put the lid on top God of it and you're like it. choking out the candle and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you're smothering it the oh, long Lord. way with the cap on all the oxygen and it kind of reminds me of like just that in terms of the vast overcorrection yes. that you make to do something that can be simple right you've now found a way to make it elaborate and complicated yeah, and strenuous yes in a way that your joys should not be right yeah right but at the end of the day we live in a world that tells you that you have to commodify those things yeah so so it's easy to make your passion mm-hmm. become awful and yeah. draining and yeah. I cloudy. Uh, wow. Sometimes I miss TikTok and then sometimes I don't. TikTok. No, I I I have been off of TikTok for almost three months. Hi, my name is Mommy, and I'm off of TikTok. Hi, Mommy. Um, <laughs> I've it was three weeks ago today that I that I uh, delete deleted TikTok. We all snap in the audience. Um, I came here today because <laughs> I am really looking for an outlet. I realized that even though I've deleted mm-hmm. the application, sometimes I wake up at night to my finger still scrolling the phantom phone in front of me. And it scares me sometimes how deeply I let it get entrenched in my world. And now I don't know if my thumbs will ever sit still. But now I think, is this not just a reminder, right, of of how your joys can drain you and Uh how you can't allow your joys to own you? You know what I mean? Uh And as I stand here, fingers still scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I thank you for sharing. Mommy. What what do you uh, think the the organization would be like? I don't like know. TTA. I just TikTok I feel like anonymous. you didn't go outside enough today. <laughs> I just feel like TikTok anonymous. TikTok anonymous. TTA. Oh, I love that. That was great. That was a really good bit. Thank you. Look at you. All right, that's two bits in one fucking. Well, recording. you know what I mean. Well, you know, I said, I said, let. Let joy, let there be light. Let there be light. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what did I, what, what did I say that I was trying to do last uh, recording? At the end, we had some fucking deep question. It was like, I don't know, like what is some? Oh, what is your hope for twenty twenty two? Yeah. And I said to put shit down. Yeah. And to 
chill the fuck out for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing it, girl. So you know what? Yeah, you're putting it down and you're, sh- and you're chilling I the said, fuck out. I said, I'm not going to worry about things being perfect. I'm just going to be my best self. And I love that. Thank you. You are welcome. TTA. TTA. I also wanted to talk about, obviously, really the, the, the thesis of this movie, mm-hmm. which is that your spark is not your purpose, your purpose in life. Yeah. Your spark is your desire to live. Yes. What do you think filled mm-hmm. your little spark hole in oh. your little Boy Scout badge? Ooh, my little spark hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Dick>. uh, <laughs> I thought that you were going for the same noise I was going, and no. No, I just said dick. Huh? I just said dick. Oh, uh, yes. That's what fills the spark hole. Wow. Wow, I love that for me. I'm sorry. You can get you can get more philosophical than that. <laughs> no, it's dick. I don't mean to kill uh, no. you. Nice. Hey. hey. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, no, no. It's not All dick. All you frat boys listening. Um. <laughs> Thank God my boyfriend doesn't listen to the All you Zeta Kappa Kai's out there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mommy needs a new spark. Uh, Who's listening? (laughs) (laughs) Any takers? Any takers? No, okay. It's not dick. Sorry about it. Oh. I know. Not to be a Debbie Downer. So, what is my spark? And my spark is... Fuck. Uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. My spark is nothing. That's really the problem. Well, that's what sent you a TTA in the first place. Is <laughs> exactly. that you're trying to get your spark I don't have from Tiki Talk. Oh God, I don't know. I feel like my spark would be like something to do with. I don't know. Oh God, this is such a deep fucking <laughs> question. I'm upset at how deep. Okay. <laughs> or. Okay. I maybe just like trying to get some guidance from the film. Right. Maybe it's not that deep at all. Maybe it's not that deep at all. What I makes think... you want to live? What? what when you were a little alien and chicken little type right, soul? Yeah. When you when were I a little that, raindrop? What made me want to live? Yeah, r- go back to that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. Let me just trash. <laughs> let me just quiet astro. Coyote. Quiet, quiet coyote. Okay. Let me just astral project. Yeah. Doctor Strange style. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, I think Welcome it's... to the episode. It's Momi having an absolute fucking meltdown. <laughs> while I just asked her what makes her want to live. She is so arrested by the indecision the and the lack of inspiration uh, that she's okay. literally melting. I don't know. Okay, I feel like... <laughs> She's not even sure. I'm she's, not even sure. She's getting... <laughs> what makes me want to live? Um, <laughs> if you can relate at home, you can email us about that. Parasocialpodcast uh, the... right, at gmail.com. Please, yeah, please tell me. What makes you want to live? What, no. if anything, makes you want to live? <laughs> what, if anything, makes you want to live? I think it is the... What is TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> what is TikTok? Okay, so I think it is <laughs> dolphins. No. <laughs> Weird. Weird, I know. No, it's... I, I think it is the kindness of, like, I think it's kindness. Like, okay. true kindness that's not solicited in any way. Yeah. But it's selfless. Okay. Jesus Christ. That took a, a million years. I had three crises. <laughs> crises? I don't know. I can't talk anymore. The point uh... is, is I had a fucking meltdown just now. You watched it live. I did. Speaking of meltdowns, I oh think that I almost feel like okay. So speaking of your meltdown, right? Yes. 
We we all heard it, right? I saw it, but you guys heard it. And you might be thinking, ah, oh, I wish I could have seen it. It was enough. Hearing it is enough. Um, Thanks. There's that scene at the end after Joe has gone back down to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he did his gig at the jazz club. It was amazing. He was in the zone. And he's standing outside the club with Dorothea, the famous jazz mu- musician. And he just kind of feels numb Mm -hmm. i think he thought that this was going to be the change this was going to spark something this was going to reinvigorate his life this was going to completely alter his inner world yeah and he turns to dorothea and he's like you know i've been wanting this my entire life I guess I just thought I would feel different. And Dorothea tells him about a story of this fish that swims up to another fish and says, like, I'm like, I'm trying to go to the ocean. Yeah. And the fish responds and says, you're in the ocean. And the fish goes, this, this is water. Right. I want to get to the ocean. Right. And I, I think that we all feel this pressure to, whether we want it in our deepest parts of our soul or not, I think there's this pressure to just want brighter, bigger, richer, yeah. um, more colorful, more textured. That like I think we have a lot of anxiety about our dreams not being big enough, whether or not we actually want them. It's like the principle of having a yeah. big idea about what makes you want to be alive right, right? even well, if it's just like pokemon cards or whatever yeah and I <laughs> which just, is valid like, which is so valid yeah. but i i do think that from little kids we're all asked yeah what's your dream what do you want to be when you grow up yeah like we're all asked to have that yeah it's almost expected to have that yeah in our society and so i i think it makes perfect sense yeah that me and other people yeah. have a fucking meltdown when you mm. try to ask us what the reason for living is. Well, not the reason for living, right? What makes you want to be alive. Right, or like what makes you want to be alive. Yeah. And we're like, oh, fuck. What's the right answer? Right, yeah. What's the most inspiring selfless? Right, what's the thing that's going to like yeah. mean something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. I don't fucking know. Right. A, I don't know. Dolphins is what you said. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just the way they crescent out of the water. It reminds me that are we not just looking to break through? It's like, bitch, okay, dolphins. <laughs> dolphins. Listen, that wasn't my final answer, so fuck you. But sure, what was your final answer? Kindness, kindness. motherfucker. It was kindness. Anyway. I mean, I'm glad. God. It's a damn nice it. reason to want to live. Oh my god, what's your reason for wanting to live? Oh God, I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna love and also hate whatever. <laughs> I never. Oh God. Uh, uh, well, I want to be clear in the phrasing because it would really change my answer. Okay. The thing that makes me mm-hmm. love being alive. The thing okay. that makes me love life. Uh huh. Is the feeling that I don't think that maybe it's the belief that I have that like there can never and there will never be someone like me in this world and that I add something to it. Alright. This is fucking cool or whatever. <laughs> I was like, 
Nice. You know, I just like, I like, I, there's moment, there's, it doesn't happen all the time, but like when there's moments where someone's like, that is a piece of advice that I've been looking for for a long time, or like, I just needed that validation, or I just needed to be told. And I felt like I was, I'm the only one that could have filled that thing. I feel like that's what makes me like want to keep coming back for more, keep like fighting in the ring. Dang. Okay. All right. I see I'm you. Irreplaceable. Fuck. <laughs> wow. What's that like? <laughs> you are also irreplaceable. I'm aware, but like I'm not. I know. That, you know I know that mean? was a meta answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah. Like I'm irreplaceable, but like I'm not convinced. You know what I mean? I need more evidence. We're not there yet. Once you believe you're irreplaceable. The world can't fucking get you. I know. I'm working on it. Yeah. We've come far. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The meltdown wasn't as long or as bad as it could have been. <laughs> well, you came up some, with some bangers of ideas. One, dolphins. Dolphins. Dope. So <laughs> fucking get wrecked, bitches. <laughs> Dope. Very cool idea. <laughs> hey, I didn't say cardiosotrophies, and that's fucking character development. That's the saddest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, Mommy's like, 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 no joke, creme de la creme favorite food is. Like, unironically, not like how people are like, my favorite food is Snickers. You know what I mean? Right, They're like, yeah, just trying yeah. to be cute. She means it from her heart, her heart yeah. that um, just loaded fries are <laughs> the best she's ever had. Loaded fries. Yeah. It's more than that, to be clear. It's carne asada fries. Right. Fucking right. Fries uh, can't be carne asada. There's carne asada style stuff yeah, on it's top on the of fries. just regular yes, fries. Yes, but it's called carne asada fries. That's right. what you fucking call it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's psychological. I think it's, it's just so... you seeing the carne asada fries oh. on the menu. It does. You said openly that it doesn't matter how it tastes. It's like knowing that you're eating <laughs> carne yes. asada fries, which is like, that's what it is to be in the Matrix. Do you know what I mean? You're locked in. You're I'm, Neo. I'm, I'm Neo. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> moving on moving on i wanted to talk about the kind of zooming out of the existential dread of it all <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i really liked there's this barbershop scene where at this point in the film 22 is in joe's body joe is in this cat's body mm-hmm. and he's trying to get to the jazz club and he needs to get cleaned up so he goes to a barber he's going to this barber for what we are led to believe is a very long time and he tells 22 before they go in excuse me he told he he twelves he twelves he tells 22 before they go into the barbershop that like i know this guy we always talk about jazz he's a cool guy and because 22 is so enamored with the minutia of daily life right because 22 has never been alive that they're just getting sucked into the joy of every little thing right yeah Reading between all the lines falling in love with the breeze and the blah, blah, blah yeah and for the first time joe 22 as joe asked the barber about his life and he finds out that you know his daughter got sick and he wanted to be veterinarian and he couldn't afford it so he went to barber school and he loves being a barber because he meets all these wonderful people and it's a really good interaction. The entire barbershop is like locked into 22 kind of waxing poetic about right. life and what it means yeah. to be alive. And as they're leaving, the barber like really gives him a warm farewell. And 22 asks again in Joe's body, how come like we never talked about you the other times that I've been to the barbershop? Yeah. And the guy goes, well, you never asked. Yeah. I'm glad that you did this time. And the fun thing about that interaction is I think it's a reminder of, like, we can all be so fucking self-absorbed. Oh, my God, yes. Um, that we miss out. Mm-hmm. Or we don't even realize that maybe it's, like, asking someone about themselves that will help us. Yeah. That will illuminate something for us. 
that will, I don't know, sometimes that's an itch that you have to scratch or you, or you don't, there's an itch that you don't even know you need to scratch. Yeah. I think it's very easy to get tunnel vision. Yeah. You know, and to stay in your lane. Yeah. And to not really be aware or pay attention to Mm -hmm. anything else that's going on around you. Yeah. And I think that that goes hand in hand with being smothered by or obsessed with your own purpose. Yeah. Right? And I think it's a symptom of that. Mm -hmm. Is you not really seeing or listening or being aware to the lives of people around you. Mm -hmm. You know? And I feel like that, I, I think that when I think about it, the times that I've done that most were in times where, like, I felt the most lost and I was trying to find. Mm. I, I was I was just searching and searching for someone or something to help me feel less lost. Right. But I was, but because of that and because I was so focused on how alone I felt. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really understand or see that there were people all around me, mm. you know? You're like, you were in a place where it didn't feel like connection was going to help. Yeah. Or you didn't, well, I, I was know, looking, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking for connection. But, but not I, making a bid for connection? Yeah, but it was more of like, I didn't, I wasn't focusing on making a connection. I was... I was focused on the fact that I didn't have a connection. Mm. If that, it's, it's. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Slightly different perspective. I'm a big believer that when you're like in a bad place for whatever reason, I'm not saying by any means this works 100% of the time (laughs) for every fucking problem. Right. But in those times where you're intangibly feeling something, right? Not that somebody died and you're grieving, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to feel that pain. But those times when you're feeling inadequate, sad, insecure, angry, and the feeling seemingly came from nothing, right? Like not an event, nothing had happened. It's just taking over you for whatever reason. I think that in those times you have to give what you don't have. Yeah. And like, if you aren't feeling gratitude, if you aren't feeling safe, you give people safety. If you are feeling insecure you hype up your friends yeah if you are feeling like i think it when we're feeling that absence i think we almost want to like run away from anything that reminds us of of the feeling Mm -hmm. that we're feeling but i think that there's something really cathartic about modeling to others modeling for yourself well i will say that like it makes sense no no no, it makes perfect sense and i think an adjacent thought to that is that you know you see people who are you see in the media or like you've heard stories of people who were really depressed really clinically depressed Mm -hmm. or and like contemplating suicide yeah and they were the happiest most joyous funny people right you know yeah and I think that that speaks to what you're talking about in that sometimes instead of it us running away from it, yeah. we try to create it yeah, yeah, yeah. for everyone else. Yeah. But we can't quite figure out how to create it for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, a, that's something else that happens as well. Right, right, right. And that also is is hard, like when you're so used to, it's like the reverse of what happened of the, in the barbershop, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... I'm so used to talking about the barber. 
right and his life and what's going on with him yeah that neither him nor i ever bother to stop and think about what's going on with me right right for sure it's hard well and i think that that like that's the power of the dynamics that you create in relationships, yeah. right? It's a, it's about way more than just like it's it's in both directions, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's in both directions, and it's and it's on a macro and a micro level, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people think about dynamics from like really big in mm-hmm. big terms, right? Like let's go with like abusive relationship, right? Oh, like yeah, like he gets mad and then I get small and then he hits me. And like, of course that is an example of a very toxic relationship dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also happens on a much more micro level. Right. Of yeah. I love spending time with my friends and we spend, and we hang out all of the time and we just talk about her relationship, yeah. whether it's good or bad. Right. Like it doesn't always have to be right, like, right, right. she's, pouring her heart out about how awful her boyfriend is it could just be like i'm the asker and you're the answerer yeah or i always pick you up or you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. the minutia of that and i think that people kind of lose sight that those dynamic loops mm-hmm. can be as solidified as something as big as abuse yes right like they can be as not set in stone like they're not right. changeable but um, as powerful yeah of a magnet that pulls you back to it you know absolutely i also wanted to talk about the tutoring scene oh yeah that was such a good scene honestly as we kind of talked about already joe's a middle school music teacher and he offers like private lessons i guess to his students yep and he has a girl named connie who plays the trumpet and she comes over and she's basically on the brink of quitting. But at this point, 22 is still in Joe's body. And she also has not started to fall in love with life. Right. So she's like, yeah, you're right. The public system is broken and awful and terrible. And, and you should quit. <laughs> like, it's never going right. to get you anything. And you know what I mean? Like, she's kind of going on her diatribe. And Connie says, yeah, exactly. And she says, I quit. And so, 20, like, here, I'll give this back to you. She hands uh, Joe the trumpet. And 22, again, as Joe. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then right when when she accepts or Joe accepts it, Connie's like, oh, no, well, maybe I'll just like play you a little piece of the song and you can tell me what you think. Right. And she just gets lost in the music. And 22 is shocked and talks to Joe. And she's like, I'm really confused. She came over to quit. And I told her that she can, but she loves it. Why would she want to quit? Right. And Joe just kind of explains that like, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Like, she loves it. It's 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 a thing that she's good at. It's a thing that gives her joy. You know, she's not going to quit. She kind of gets in her own head. And that's kind of what it is to, to love something. Right. You know? Yeah. And I guess my question is, like, why does loving something feel like that? Hmm. Like. Oh, okay. Why does... I don't know. Like, I, I, I think that that's something that I'd imagine that a lot of listeners at home will be able to relate to of almost like the more that you love something, the more like precarious it becomes and the more mm. like almost unruly it becomes. Well, I think this is my take in that I. Huh. Like, how did you let go of TikTok? You know, 
like how did how right, did you I loved it so much <laughs> it was oh god how did I you finally learn it? to just release right i just uh deleted it one day and then i kept it deleted so well, let me write this down yeah just to- <laughs> cold fucking turkey it cold turkey it underline Delete. it okay cold yeah, turkey. yeah yeah no i think there's an anxiety to it mm. Because we don't want to lose the thing that we've poured time and energy and emotion into. Right. And I think whenever you love something like that, it's easier for you to to convince yourself that you can throw it away Mm. before something else takes it from you. Mm. And... uh, So you can still feel like you're in control of your own destiny. Yeah, exactly. In that, like, you feel like you're losing yourself in this thing, and it's scary, and it's exciting and it's mm-hmm. it, it it makes you want to scream on top of a building about how much you love it but it also makes you want to curl up in a ball mm-hmm. and be paralyzed with fear because if it's ever taken away yeah you'll lose yourself yeah and it's the opposite ends of that spectrum that create that anxiety mm. that maybe it's just easier if i just throw it away yeah Right. If it's I like just too much to think about it. It's yeah, too much yeah, yeah. To it's too much. So hold. let me just throw it away myself. Right. Because then it's me doing it, not someone else or something else taking it away. Do you think that you've done that before? Yes. Acting. Mm. It was too big. The dream was too big. Yeah. It was too much for me. Yeah. So I stopped it. Yeah. I still do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're listening to the show. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still do things in which I can get that bug and I can feel that excitement yeah. again. Uh-huh. But I, I could have very well just le- leaned into becoming an actress mm-hmm. in the way that some of my classmates have become. Yeah. They, they're, in, they're in L.A. They're doing the thing. Yeah. You know? And I just... I saw the obstacles. I saw myself yeah. trying to overcome them, doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I just... It's just the thought of it was too much. Yeah, it was... It was. Ju- it was. I am a product of my upbringing in that the lack of security mm-hmm. and consistency mm-hmm. that that life has before you make it, Yeah. right, was too much for me. Mm. I couldn't reconcile it. Yeah. So I threw it away before it could throw me away. Yeah. Well, I, we are still young. We are still young. Maybe I'll do it one day. Yeah. You know? You never know. You never know. That's exactly I'm right. I'm doing this. You and are. this is pretty close. You're showing up. I'm showing you're up, You're showing up girl. and you're showing out. You're bearing yeah. your soul to Woo! the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, Who knew? And I think that that should be accomplished. I This is kind of related, I guess. But... Um, you know, I think I think that there is something about like putting yourself out there and, and making stuff, right? You guys mm-hmm. are listening to the show at home. And there's a lot of anxiety, right? Like we'll just yeah. we'll get very direct, right? You you want something to become a thing, quote yes. unquote, right? Like you want it to get off the ground, you want it to be popular. And it's so hard because it's almost like mm. not cool to want that really badly, mm-hmm. right? Like it's yeah. it's it's hard to 
think about making people want you. But that's really what this is, right? Like, like you guys are going to need to like the show enough to want to tell your friends about it. You'll need to like the show enough to talk about it when someone says, hey, what show you what shows have you been listening to? What right. movies have you been watching? You have to like the show enough to subscribe, to follow us on Instagram, all of those things, right? Yeah. And life is not a meritocracy. And it's really hard to maintain your sense of self and maintain your, so- your sense of worth and to also be thinking all of the time about being likable and being marketable mm-hmm. and being interesting and yeah. being funny and yeah it's it's and also you can't make a good product when you're anxious about when you're too anxious about it oh yeah and i mean even the, in the beginnings in the early days of this show yeah you know i mean we've been doing this for like six months but yeah, 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 yeah. you know in the early days yeah. like i was having a meltdown yeah and you're thinking at home, like the dolphin meltdown? No. no, no different. No, no, no. This different. was... No dolphins This was like a DEFCON 6 meltdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mommy lost it. Yeah. And I... The sky was... Uh, the sky was the ground. You know what I mean? It, the sky was falling. My world was turned upside down. Yeah. I didn't know what was what. Yeah. And I could not... Like, to me, like, I couldn't function in this show anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think back to that a lot in mm. that... I couldn't do like this show. This show is so great for me and you, Hina, because yeah. we just get to be ourselves. For sure, for right? sure. Right? We're not trying to be anyone other than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in 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 that time, I couldn't be myself because I didn't know or understand who I was. Like mm. I was just uh, my sense of self was fractured. Yeah. And so you can't be yourself if you don't ha- if you don't know who you are. Right, yeah, you know that's I mean? probably the biggest ask. It's like, right. write me five pages about anything. It's like, right. Jesus Christ, this is anxiety-inducing. Yes. Just so, just fucking assign me something. Yeah, tell Make me, me talk about don't give me an Earth. open prompt. No, no, no. And then be like, write a five-page essay. What the fuck? So you like, want me to kill myself is what you're saying. I'm going to literally <laughs> jump off a cliff. So yeah, it was like someone asked me that question yeah, yeah, yeah. with no prompt. And right. I was like, what? Right. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it just reminds me of that. Yeah. And that time. Yeah. And 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 I mean I think finding yourself is a lifelong project and I think you oh, can't get too attached with whatever version you're currently at. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's going to change. And so yeah. appreciate it for what it is and to know that it's not forever and nothing is forever and yeah. maybe that's the point of soul. Yeah, life is fleeting. Wow. Live it to the fullest. <laughs> What? No, 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 no. I well, wasn't. I ended I it wasn't, on a nice fucking. No, I wasn't just... wowing you. I. It was a bad timing. I oh wasn't wowing you. Life is short. You should live it. Yes. You know, it would. It would be nice if we could all like have a moment. All of a sudden, in our forties, where like you split and you like see your soul, and then you meet another young soul, and then you realize right. that your life is this blah 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 blah, and then you get to come back and do it all over again, but with fresh eyes. You don't get to, but. Yeah. Maybe this movie will be your version of yeah. uh, becoming or, a little teardrop soul. Or do a bunch of LSD. Right. And maybe, maybe. Yeah, you'll if see you want some perspective, veil. do drugs. 
Yeah, do do drugs. Uh, we are speaking as the ladies of Parasocial and do not speak on behalf of Daydreamer Podcast. <laughs> our thoughts yeah, are... yeah, yeah. Listen to our disclaimer twice today. Yes, okay? yes, yes, twice. yes, yes. I want to underline it, underscore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just speaking um, as ourselves. Well, is it time for our segment? Uh, yeah, it is. All right. Welcome to Beauty and the Cynic, where Hina and I really lean into our most, uh, well, our prized tendencies. Mm-hmm. Me being a hopeless romantic yeah, who loves me. to see sunshines and rainbows, and, and Hina. And me and me not doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, she likes death and destruction, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. And so, on today's segment, I will be taking uh, the beauty perspective of this movie. As and always. Hina will take the cynic, as always. So, uh, Hina, would you like to go first? Sure. Here's the truth. We realized, forgot about our segment, as we often do, yeah. in the minutes before our episode. <laughs> Usually, like most things in life, yeah. I wing it. Yes. Um, because that's just what I like to do. It gives me yeah. a thrill. That's maybe that is the most honest answer of like oh I like God. to wing it. You do like to wing that, it. That that's what makes me want to be alive. I, I the unknown. You know, I wing it a lot, but I don't like to wing it. You know what I mean? I wing it constantly. <laughs> Sets me and on I, fire. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I was feeling inspired, and okay. so I took the two minutes before she was we got on like air. A mad woman. I was. I was typing tap, away. Tap, tap. I've never read this back. <laughs> okay. I have it up. So I haven't been looking at it, but I just scrolled you to it right now. Oh, don't look at it. I'm not reading okay. it. I just said I'm, I see a paragraph is all I see. Okay. All right. Give it to me. I'm ready. Who knows if this is going to even make sense. Ah! It was stream of consciousness. At the end of the day, the push to find your life purpose and to commodify your passion is fueled by the dull humming of capitalism in the depths of our psyche. The myth of meritocracy haunts our dreams like forgotten lovers, always out of reach, remembered fondly despite the lifelong abuse that we've suffered at the hands of it. Soul illustrates that we don't need to find a purpose to have a purpose for existing. Our spark is our heartbeat, our breath. Our spark is not dependent on having a monetary value. Passion, heart, and spirit don't keep food on the table. Ironically, neither does teaching. We use and abuse our educators, hoping that our constant and and incessant attaboys and our future lives with you bumper stickers will be enough of a smokescreen to convince them to stay in a job where they are underpaid and underappreciated. As the poet Raphael Casal says, capitalism, just like Big Pharma, convinces us we're inadequate and then makes us buy back our efficiency. Yo, what the <laughs> fuck? God damn it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Wow. Just wow. Uh, that poet at the end that I shouted out is a real poet. His name is Raphael Casal. He is a slam poet and rapper. Yes. And he's she loves him. very underground and very, very, very unknown. And he's amazing. And I would check out all of his work. Yes. Wow. Well, to be clear, I have no slam poets to quote <laughs> in my presentation. So, <laughs> but you know what? I want to come to your TED Talk anyway. Thank you. Thank you for joining I, me on this TED Talk. <laughs> I will, oh no matter what, God. I will be in the front row of any of your fucking oh, TED Talks. Thank you. I will, I will petition to start my own TEDx. <laughs> yes. My own proprietary for of TED. Corners. <laughs> so that I can be in the front row to listen to your bullshit not based on science. And I'll say, yes. <laughs> that oh, is exactly wow. how amnesia works. I feel so loved right now. You Thank know you. what I mean? 
All right, so I I'm gonna just hold on. I I need to <laughs> don't close it. We... No, 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 no. I'm not gonna close it all the way. I just okay. listen. I'm in full improv because I wing, I'm winging this to the upteenth degree. Okay. Okay. So uh, for the listeners at home, Momi has she's she's pulled down the lid of her laptop. It's yeah, it's at going... approximately like a 45 degree angle. She's moved back her chair. She's kind of in Zen mode. Yeah. I'm in, she's yeah. pumping her arms near her body. It's kind of like a frog like motion. <laughs> Seems like she's ramping up for something. Right. Physically. And she's gonna okay, leap over okay. the table. <laughs> Alright. So Soul is a movie that tries to tell you that it's about finding your purpose and finding your spark for life. But I what I really see is that it's a it's a film talking about your love of yourself and the life that you've created and finding connection with others and it's honestly something that I find that is so like heartwarming and important in this day and age in that we're finding new ways to explore and connect with each other and with the way that we need with the ways in which that we've been distanced for the past year and a half almost two years now it's it says a lot about how we can connect with each other on a deeper, more genuine level when we understand and realize the things that make us want to live. Come at me. Giving you poetry snaps. Look at me go. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to go my Ted Go Ted! Go <laughs> Ted! Oh my god. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Oh, there's so much. It mm. it's like one of those things where like we could do multiple episodes episodes on it. The great the great before, the great beyond, oh my God, the great yeah. now. <laughs> Quiet coyote. Quiet coyote. That was awesome. Thank you yeah. for thank you for giving me that 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 beauty's perspective. Thank you. Because thank you, you are a beauty. Oh, thank you. Oh. You're a cynic, but you're pretty. Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah, so this is a super fun episode. Thank yeah. you guys for joining us. We will see you next Friday. Do we have a preview of what's coming out next time? It's a Harry Potter reunion. Oh. This uh, that's coming out this Friday. Which people will hear, I guess, after this. We'll hear they'll hear this after they've already listened. Oh, to that that's episode. right. Wait, okay, wait. You know, here's what out? we have to do. We have to get very clear clear about our scheduling. Yes. Uh, just know that if you're you're listening hey, you're to this gonna on a Friday us. and you're going to hear us the Friday after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to hear us. Stop holding a gun to my head, trying exactly. to get details We're just about just trying to fucking tell you when what's things going on. are going on. Stop it's it. Fine. You're being ridiculous. You're, I don't appreciate don't be this kind of language. God. Okay, whatever. Just, until next time, remember. Right. Quiet coyote. Quiet coyote. Where are you going? You don't leave at the end of a Marvel movie. Before you do anything else, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at ParasocialAngst. You can tell us what you think about the episode, write Hina love letters. What can I say? I'm a Leo. I run on praise and adoration. But you can send Momi your original fanfiction. She lives for that shit. I do live for that shit. But until next time... Have a snack. Call your therapist. As bona fide professionals, we have to give you the disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Not to mention that everything we say on this show is a reflection of our own personal views and does not necessarily reflect the views of Daydreamer Network. Precisely. For example, we think Buffy should have ended up with Angel. Daydreamer might be on Team Spike. That's not our business. Listen at your own risk. <laughs>